for bleaching my hair while drunk, for taking me on my first date, for being vulnerable with me, for checking me, for accepting my affection, for giving me my partner, for the meals you have prepared, for getting me paid on multiple occasions, <laughs> for being my MC, for being the bae to my salonge, for all the space, for being ready to beat ass, for your art, for being here and around. That was Ash's poem titled, Thank You, and it's also our wedding vows. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. I'm Pao, and I'm a crybaby, a badass, and likely anemic. And I'm Ash, and I'm perpetually stressed, ready to fight, and a sleepy bear. Welcome everybody to episode 7, Kiwi! This is the 7th episode of our first season, and if you're still rocking with us, thank you, we love you. Kiwis, because they're the most fleshy and fuzzy fruit of all. I'm really a fan of the look of kiwis, because they give me like chinchilla fur coat vibes, like they could be like mobster white fruit, you know? <laughs> and they're middle class bougie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't, I don't really like the seeds of it, like how it adds to the flavor. Um, my strongest memory with, with kiwis is trading them in the lunch line in elementary school to make friends or to get extra fruit snacks. I don't see them often um, nowadays, but my mom is a health nut and she still keeps them around. So they must be good for something, I guess. What's your relationship to kiwis? I love how soft and vulnerable they feel. Like when you carry one in your palm, you're like, wow, I could break you. <laughs> yeah. But I remember being very surprised the first time I tried one. And um, yeah, kiwis are always there for their fellow fruit in terms of pairing. <laughs> kind of like honeydew in a way, I guess, mm -hmm. which brings us back to green. But this is the brown episode. And of course, we love a supportive foo. Yeah. And without the concept of kiwis, there would be no Capri Suns. No strawberry snapples. But yes, did we make an episode on friendship for our podcast on friendship? Mm -hmm. Yes. Has this episode tested friendships? Absolutely. Also, yes. <laughs> are we friends with ourselves? Oh, oh, oh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's get to the episode. Let's, 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 let's be let's friends. <laughs> Do you have a favorite pair or like set of movie or TV besties? You mean who do I project on when it comes to us? Exactly. <laughs> um, probably, probably Abby and Alana. Mm -hmm. Just because when I want like that friendship, that's that's what I think of first. What about you? I definitely think of Peridot and Lapis from Steven Universe. Um, probably though because we identified like individually as the characters separately before their story started to intertwine. Romance. Yeah, and I think that's really cute. Um, and I also think it's cute 
that they came together because Peridot was trying to apologize to Lapis. And Lapis was like, we will never be friends. <laughs> never. <laughs> Peridot learning to communicate is so cute to me. And they are my favorite um, crystal gem. But I also love how their story ends up being that they are collaborative artists. Like they work <laughs> together to make art. Um, so that's also a trip to me. Also how Connie ends up going to Jayhawk University. Yeah. Annoying, but it gives me emotional heartburn. Um. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the assumed like romance um, between Peridot and Lapis. And the writers are just too afraid to like consummate it, to make it real because they're cowards. <laughs> they literally put a gay wedding in a cartoon and were like uh, applauded for it, bro. But you know... <laughs> You know what? Let's Cowards. go. Yeah, full chaos mode. Um, you are right. <laughs> um, recently, someone called me Connie the other day, um, and all I can think about when they told me was that you said you hated Connie like years ago. Oh my god, I don't hate Connie, <laughs> ah, but I but her like okay, her ability to keep it together under pressure or like when the world is fucking ending around her. Yeah. At what is she? Thirteen? Fourteen? That is inaccurate to my experience <laughs> as a small woman of color. Um, or I just, I guess I wish that that fact about her character was more overpronounced. That Connie has a completely different kind of um, navigation through life than Stephen probably does. And that doesn't seem... Mm, Explore. Uh, yeah, apparent to me when I watch the show. Yeah. I mean, if we're going full chaos mode, does that mean that you hate Rebecca Sugar, the creator of the show? <laughs> oh my God. Um... On my bad days, maybe because I have a little bit of hater aid and I want the same opportunities or to like, I, like the things that they were able to get accomplished on their time, like with Cartoon Network is inspiring to me. And I own the art books from um, Steven as a show. And there's a lot of description of how Steven came to be, like how Steven got on air mm -hmm. and the ways that um, Rebecca and the other creators talk about the collaborative work that it took them to get there. Remind me kind of the ways that you and I work together, whether we're working on like the same thing or not. Mm -hmm. Like working, it reminds me of working individually, maybe on something differently, but encouraging each other on the individual thing that we're working on. Yeah. Um, I also can't hate them because you know who'll be listening to Here Comes a Thought five times in a row? Me. Because <laughs> that song is therapy. It healed my depression. <laughs> but speaking of manic shotties, who, who is Abby and who is Alana? This one to me is hard because I think I have to be Alana because you're Abby. But I also feel like between like Molly and Issa, I'm definitely Molly. But... Molly has it all together and Alana has literally nothing together like <laughs> at all. Like that's her, you know, that's her character trait. Um, but she's having a good time. I'm Abby and Issa. So to me, the math adds up something about how like mm, I, I am the neurotic character who like wants it all to be together, but it won't. It won't <laughs> be. Um, I would end up in a lot of the situations that Abby ends up more so than I would be in the situations that Alana ends up. Mm -hmm. um, I also am pretty sarcastic i think like the both of them but then i'm like how come no one's getting what i'm putting down but it's because i'm not being honest <laughs> but the moment where um isa doesn't walk into the restaurant because she sees molly sitting there or because like it's a whole season cliffhanger that abby doesn't tell alana something and that's yeah. like a really big deal yeah yeah unfortunately i'd be avoidant too so that this is where i fall <laughs> on like the dungeon and dragons um like alignment chart yeah. <laughs> shady but sweet um <laughs> i think on the actual chart i'm chaotic neutral <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> um but i guess i guess it makes sense and i i would say that i 
I feel like at least I bring a lot of chaos into your life. Just a little, just for spice. <laughs> I mean, usually I'm not ashamed of it sometimes anyway. But <laughs> I love kind of guessing like whether you'll be like, I, Paola, I was supposed to like fall in love with my neighbor, Jeremy, today. Or, like I had other plans and to like help you with this thing. Or if you'll be like, yeah, okay, let's go to this little Wayne concert and like clean this creep's house for money for the tickets. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. The the Broad City one still feels a little off to me, but I'll concede because you are most definitely Abby. And I guess I have curly hair, so I don't know. And I do experience a lot of FOMO the way that Alana does. I, what I'm saying is I'm her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's because you're better at routine than Alana. So maybe that's what's keeping you from like the final commitment. And I, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have any understanding of like scheduling or time. And, and so I think that's just the most like dissonant part about it is that abby yeah. is more structured and mm -mm, i don't i don't have that <laughs> yeah well it can't be exact you know but like i said i love co-working with you sometimes the way that they like scheme together reminds me of us mm -hmm. um and maybe that's like a capitalist tragedy but it's not on purpose it's just like if you have to work with anybody why not work with your best friend yeah that's why i think that we're both wally um, <laughs> we're used to hanging out with ourselves yeah or like with our little cockroach friend oh. but <laughs> we're sims i feel like we're constantly like falling apart like our body is um <laughs> we're good at recycling and very into musicals and like i would say we're collectors of trinkets like I, I think every time we hang out one of us will be like look at this thing isn't it cool and shiny it's literally just a pin um yeah. <laughs> or a light bulb <laughs> that's funny because that's like the exact like if you zoom out that's also a description of mike and silly yeah. And those are another pair that like reminds me of us. Yeah. Uh, I, what do you do you think that you're Mike or Sully? I don't. OK, so you know how at the beginning Mike is like yelling at Sully to get ready. Mm -hmm. I'd be feeling like Sully in situations like that. But I also would not bring the child home. I would fully <laughs> abandon the child <laughs> at my workplace and then be like, I didn't know nothing about that. I never what? saw them, never heard I, them. No, no. <laughs> I think I'm definitely more likely to adopt a random kid and commit to taking it all the way home. Yeah. Um, which just means that I'm the Mandalorian, if anything. I fully would place bets that whenever we inevitably end up living together that you will bring the stray pet home. I absolutely will. <laughs> and, and I'll be allergic, which makes me a lot because of that one episode where she's like dying she's like i know my body like i know my body um but yeah so you think that you're a mike um i got i got my celia on deck who was always like this wasn't the plan <laughs> um but i i don't know because i'm also billy crystal from when harry met sally so something about that like raw comedic jewish energy lives within me <laughs> yeah, it's not on purpose because i was raised pentecostal so like everything about me is a little bit morbid and a little bit like eh, la vie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but i i would never go full scumbag like some of billy's characters i would i would never utilize the full power i promise yeah i literally just looked him up and he kind of <laughs> he kind of looks like mike does he voice him <laughs> Yes, he does. Um, he voices Mike and John Goodman voices Sully. Hmm. But I, yo, are all the Monsters Inc. Monsters, damn, are they all white? Uh, no, it says that Celia is voiced by Jennifer Tilly, who's the voice in like Chucky. Um, and she's, she's of Irish, Chinese, Canadian descent. Ooh. What? Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that about her. She pretty. Yeah. Good for her. Um, goth babe but speaking speaking of white adjacent baddies um <laughs> our fave white 
baddie bestie is probably Villanelle from Killing Eve. Um, when I think of like who who's who's the white girl who really brings it to my TV right now, um, <laughs> it's probably her because she brings the drama, the longing, the, yeah. the the want. I love the mischievousness of her and like her fox face. Uh, my family kind of told me that I sort of look like what's her name, Anya, Anya, uh, the newest smallest white girl on the scene. Yes, Anya Taylor Joy. Yep. Um, I think, and when I first saw Anya, I was like, she kind of looks like an alien. Um, <laughs> so I was like complimented and insulted, but Villanelle gives me like similar kind of intense, quiet energy, mis- fashion killer, chaotic anyway. But I want to know what it means to be like carnally connected to somebody the way that Eve and Villanelle are. Um, I don't know who wants to be enemies with benefits. I'll stab you, bro. I'll stab you right now, bro. I want to be stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the urgency of the show too. And that feeling that you know that they are going to like inflict something upon one another. An experience. Yeah. And I, I relate to the way that their fits or color palettes end up balancing each other out in a way that, you know, is obviously des- designed by costuming, but feels organic the way that they're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Them and all the other characters, too. So when it comes to shows we miss, though. The, the Get Down! Get down! <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So right now we're talking about Zeke and Shaolin Fantastic. Um... I would say that Zeke is the like simp poet of my dreams. Like I remember after I watched it, like all the way through season one, I was like, and I'll never be in love because (laughs) Zeke is not real. Um, But whenever I talk about Zeke to friends, they're like, you're literally just describing yourself. Because he's so damn bad. (laughs) (laughs) Literally fighting with the teacher, fighting with everybody. But just because he just wants to love hard. Yeah, Mylene. Anyway, so I'm I'm a claim Zeke. I can't do it, Mylene. (laughs) But I love you, Mylene. Um, I'm a claim Zeke, but I see Zeke for you as well, which is also probably why I'm in love with you. Yeah, I do be having a problem with authority and time (laughs) management. It it, it do work out like that. Um, Shaolin really stresses me out. So... I I, like whenever I notice that a character particularly like bothers me or irks me I'm like oh so that's the one huh that's why damn Mm -hmm. but yeah I've been making chaotic choices for the sake of the bag and I won't fall in love with my boys because that's my boy but (laughs) (laughs) but I want both me and Sheldon to be okay with one in our boys and be okay with falling in love and and desire and I also connect to Shaolin's hyperfixation on on mixing and his genuine love for like what it means to DJ, uh, e.g. the get down. I relate to both of their urges to want to build beauty where they are, yeah, and have space to myself within it and not feel like I have to abandon where I'm from or who I'm from or each other, yeah, in order to get what I want. Yeah, I think that's a really big crux of their friendship too. When when Zeke is like confused when he's like, should I go to Harvard or like Yale or whatever fucking like school he's trying to My get name. into, um. And Mylene's like, yeah, get it together. Just <laughs> shouting someone to be like, you I guess that's also you don't need these fucking people. Mylene doesn't get the credit of being Zeke's best friend. Yeah, like they the the show begins oh with God. them saying that they've been best friends since they were kids. Yeah, are we misogynists? <laughs> <laughs> Horizon Whitey Ola, we are here for you, girl, yeah. and only you. No, nah, no, nah, that's not true either. But we love you. <laughs> um, and then for the Brit enthusiasts. Good Omens is coming back mm-hmm. for Season the sci-fi two. fantasy gaze. Ash is definitely a Xerophel. I she's, like my pastries. You're an angel. <laughs> and I'm Crowley, a demon. <laughs> Specifically bottom exclamation mark Crowley. And I'm sticking by it. I want to be 
Evil <laughs> and hot. That's it. <laughs> and receive. I, d- I also think that we would switch to save the world if yeah. need be. And that goes for real life too. It's just, I mean, we just have to work on getting the look more, even more, um, what is it? Synchronized? Like look more the same. Yeah. What I really like about all the characters that we're describing though is that they have a little bit of each other in them. Like there's a lot of commonality between the character traits. Mm-hmm. And then how could we forget about Nick Miller and Winston from New Girl? Oh, the entire New Girl crew. But but yeah, speaking of those two, um, there's a scene or something when Nick tries to be like, Winston, you and I are both like we are the same. <laughs> we are both <laughs> We're low, brothers. lower income <laughs> brothers from the hood or something like that. He uh, says something like that to Winston. To yeah, and Winston <laughs> looks Chicago. At Winston looks at him with like a blank face. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that when you say that we have things like in the Venn diagram and I'm like damn, I didn't know that that was added to the memo, but Loki, she's not wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, I really got to be updating our, our like paragraph bio. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> every time you get a diagnosis too, I'm like, damn, I should get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like we're the same model and makeup color. <laughs> and we're getting the recall. <laughs> like no, calls. not the recall. I thought you were going to say a tune-up <laughs> or like a smog check, but no. instead you fully recalled us. Damn. <laughs> well, those calls are scams anyway. What kind of car are we? Um, <laughs> This is not on the episode outline <laughs> at all. Girl, I'm gay. What do you mean? No, I don't know shit about cars. Um, I can't. I would say like a blue car. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, the, the car from um Sally from Cars and how she has a tramp stamp. Yes. But it's a car. Sexy. And like that whole moment Kill. is in the movie. Good for her. Four children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ash, did you have a MySpace? I did not. My parents loved me. (laughs) Um, And by that, I mean that they had MySpaces and that I was busy playing (laughs) games. Um, I I, like played um, like, you know, as a child do um, (laughs) for a long time, too. Like up until I was 13 or 14, I was still using toys. I was a Yahoo Answers freak as a preteen because that's all we had mm-hmm. and because I see connection. That's why you're Wikipedia Brown now. You know yes. so many things. I am. It honestly, yeah, I do gotta go get some some of those diagnoses, huh? <laughs> 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 but you're right. Um, but back back in the day, I, I remember making one with my cousin's help, and I got really like into the customization. I believed I was a coder. The point. <laughs> um, so I had the like Tinkerbell uh, background with the Tinkerbell cursor, which made my computer go slow as shit. Why do we relate to the fairy who fixes things? I don't know, because <laughs> she has a bad temper, and if people forget about her, she literally ceases to exist. And a fat ass. She's like, I didn't get attention. Oh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> And she wears a mini dress. Yeah. Anyway. Queen. Uh, and people don't listen to her, but she makes points. Now I'm just mad. Anyway, so <laughs> Tinkerbell Cursor and probably a Millie or some other little Wayne song playing. I guess I am Alana at the end of the day. Damn. Um but anyway, I remember the girls in my school would like very strategically like move people up and down on their top friends list <laughs> as like a type of emotional warfare. No, I know, which is both really impressive and scary to me that they could be so manipulative. 
<laughs> but in the same way of like Villanelle, where I'm excited by it. But anyway, so I got so stressed out about the like top friends meaning, like the weight that it carried. Mm-hmm. That I remember making it my cousin, like making the same cousin to help me, my top one friend, and then eventually taking the ranking off or making it random because I can't remember if you could take the ranking off, <laughs> but like making it my so my settings wouldn't let Tiny me you was pressed i was like i don't know if andrea or leslie are gonna be mad at me <laughs> and so i just gotta let nature Excuse take its myself. course mm-hmm. oh i want i wanted to be friends with gals like you who were who were in on that from a young age mm-hmm. oh because i was a coder yeah and all, and like the generosity of it all the girls who would be like you want some lotion my mom brought some fries too I oh like I would just be like wow that's wild you you care and I don't even know you yeah I used to hang with the lotion girls but I didn't like really have my own until later damn it's an initiation yeah I mean I aspire to it too like I would see the like girls girls and be like that's I I want to be of your caliber but uh, (laughs) like my nature wasn't that so I had to try you're precisely correct I had sensitive skin so I couldn't get like the fragrance lotions anyway but it's the thought that matters yeah I think I got a lot of trickle down like girlhood from the same like cousin who taught me how to use my space but I'll share my friends with you always no do you have internet besties now like kind of in a similar way to the myspace top ranking I think so I mean the algorithm is weird because it'll like share like it'll put the stories that it thinks you care the most about at the front right and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because those are the ones that you're seeing Mm -hmm. um but i think with the growth of the pod like it's been nice to see the way that people connect with the page and they'll reach out to us when we have like stuff on our story with jokes or like loving comments or even to talk shit which i also appreciate um and my brain automatically goes to like oh my god we're friends like we're real life (laughs) friends besties so excited to like be invited to your wedding and be in the bridal shower um but i i don't know um i think it's because if they know us from here like from the podcast we spew a lot of personal and like intimate juice out on here an emotional pimple yeah so i'm like (laughs) you you know me you know me right i think that's fair to expect people to know where we're coming from because we're already like as vulnerable with the content as we are yeah um also what you're saying technically has already come to manifest for us bro we got invited to like the first baby of our adult lives birthday Mm -hmm. party and that to me felt like we being social social we maintaining connections out here wow and it was an incredible party like it was (laughs) i'm not joking you guys oh my god the color palette incredible the cake was good the food there was so much of it and it was so good the baby charismatic yeah wow she knows how to throw a good party Mm -hmm. um Shout out to Claudia. I don't know if you want to be in it, but <laughs> here you are. Thanks for inviting us. It really, it really matters. I mean, I feel the same way about the people who are not, are gravitating towards our presence online too. Yeah, because I assume that we are very like obvious with the values and expectations, and that they are anti-capitalist, um, and that we have a certain vision for the kind of future that we want to share. And so when people latch onto us, I'm like. <gasps> You're agreeing to the vision, yeah. to the future, yeah. and that's exciting. To the campaign. Yeah, because it, I don't know, it, it's, like a si- it's like a new silent social contract.
This week's local fruit is Emiliano Molina, or Mealy's of your family. They are multimedia artists representing queerness and all the magic and multifaceted layers that shape identity. Mealy's work has been featured in multiple prominent galleries throughout Kansas, which is a feat in itself, but we want to celebrate the magnificence of the intention they present in their subjects and chosen mediums. Their gilded brown portraits and mixed media remind us of our own artistic priorities, and essentially those of local fruit everywhere too. Family, community, and sacredness. Their Instagram is at emolina.art. They're also well-versed in all 90s and early 2000s. A girl culture. We love to see it. And they're a huge bar. We love to hear it. And they're best represented by the beauty and curiosity of a butterfly. Happy birthday, cancer baby. We love you. And your party was great. So the first time we tried to record this episode, we were doing our makeup and that didn't go so well. Um, But we still want to keep it fresh and fun for ourselves and each other. So we've decided to do a BuzzFeed quiz on air and we'll put it in um, the liner notes at the bottom so you can play with your bestie too. So the title of this one is Your Sitcom Life Will Determine Which Member of Your Friend Group You Are. Yay, friendship! (laughs) So I'll read the first question and the answers. So choose a unique career. Food blogger, stand-up comedian, wedding planner, robotics engineer, kindergarten teacher, or graphic designer? I'd be designing to make my real-life money, so I guess that's it. I think I'd go food blogger. I'd love to get fed and then get paid for it. Nice. Okay. Choose your sitcom significant other. Do you want to call them out? April Ludgate, Nick Miller, (laughs) Troy Barnes, Jason Mendoza, and Alexis Rose, Rosa Diaz. All bisexual icons. <laughs> this one's hard. I gotta go with the OG, bro. I gotta go with Nick Miller. I knew it. I, uh, I think I'm gonna go with someone just as grumpy, um, but <laughs> a, of a Latin variety. So Rosa Diaz. Nice. Next one is who's your BFF? So we have Titus and Dramadon, <laughs> Jessica Day and Perkins, Will Smith, Tahani Aljamil, and Abed Nadir. I would love to be friends with Abed. Me too. Which incredible apartment is somehow within your budget? Listen, I'm going to make this happen whether or not it fucking kills me. So (laughs) don't disrespect me like this again, BuzzFeed. But the first one is like a very like modern loft. Breakout. The next one is a very plant mamacita living room. Mm -hmm. The next one is kind of like your basic Eiffel Tower bitch. um, Pastels. But all power to y'all. Because I'm one of you, like, spiritually, but not not grounded in reality. <laughs> um, the next one is, like, a plain white minimalist loft, but it has, like, a lofted floor um, that has nothing on it. <laughs> um, and then the next one is, like, an alcove with a window and some open seating, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And the next one is just, like, a plain jungle vibe, white black like alternative yeah to the minimalist one i think i'm gonna roll with the plant mommy one yeah or i uh, like the one with a lot of blankets too 
I like the plant mommy one or the one that's the alcove, but I, th I think I'd go with the plant mommy because it looks like there's a kitchen in here somewhere. Here we go. So the next one is what's going on in your life? What's the premise of your show? Did you get a promotion at work? Are you dating someone new? Did you just move to a new city? Did you uh, find a new friend group? Were you just discovered by a talent agent or are you reconnecting with your entire family? I'm going to say move to a new city. Yeah. Uh, the other ones don't excite me enough. Yeah. What's the secret you've been keeping from everyone? Mm. I guess this is the inciting incident. <laughs> um, but now we have to answer. Okay. Okay. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to like remove myself and think of like my care, my fictionalized self version of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who would, what, what part would I make messier about myself? I guess. Um, you've got a crush on someone in your friend group. You're hooking up with your boss. You found out your job wants you to relocate. <laughs> you started a new side hustle to make extra money. You're thinking about adopting a kid. <laughs> um, you caught your best friend's SO cheating on them. All of these are like slightly relevant. I'm impressed. To my life and or my friend group. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's, I feel like we'd be a really cute like, oh, they found a straight kid show or... That we would be a cute side hustle show mm -hmm. or that we would be like a very new age polyamory show. So you you let me know. I, I was going to go between you found out your job wants you to relocate or you got a crush. <laughs> I'm going to go with you got a crush on someone in your friend group. Ooh, um, I'm going to go with the side hustle because we'd be out here gr over grinding. Over grinding. We're tired. OK, next one is what embarrassing antics did you get into today? You spilled your coffee all over the cute barista. 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 <laughs> barista. barista. Uh, a pigeon pooped on your head in the middle of a date. Would be me. You tried learning how to roller skate and took a uh, tumble into the neighbor's trash. Also me. Oh, yeah. A relatable content broke, broke some uh, skin. Okay. You got caught spying on your BFF's Tinder date. You had too much to drink and told everyone your biggest secret. Or you tried getting a spray tan for the first time and came out looking like an Oompa Loompa. As we are people of color, that one doesn't apply. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with roller skating. What about you? Um, it's either barista or you had too much to drink. Told yeah. everyone your secrets. Yeah. Because the other, because it wouldn't, unfortunately, it wouldn't be my secret because I don't have any secrets. So it would be something that somebody told me to say. And I would be like, hey, do you remember? And I would be like, wait a second. But I would already call enough attention to myself that now it would be a problem. You have to tell the story. Yeah. I think I would hurt myself, be at the hospital and be like, oh, my God, everyone came to see me. <laughs> um, <laughs> next one is. Where do you and your friends meet up after a long day? Okay, okay. where's the one with the books? <laughs> um, It says the bar, a coffee shop, a fitness class, your favorite local restaurant, someone's apartment or the beach. It should be the beach, but unfortunately, yeah. um, that's the one I aspire to. It's and probably someone's apartment. Yeah. Because we be broke. Um, <laughs> and the bar, uh, we just, I feel like we just enjoy a, a tighter circle energy more than a, than a let me loud at you. Uh, I'm going to go with the beach because character me deserves it. Yes. Oh, what'd you get? 
I'm scared to say. I, I got Leslie Nope, the leader. You're a fearless leader of your friend group. You plan the best parties, offer the most helpful advice, mediate any of the conflicts that arise. When decisions need to be made, everyone turns to you. Organized, energetic, <laughs> and incredibly bright. Why can't everyone have a friend like you? Question mark. Aww. Um, I got the loyal friend, and yeah, it's a picture. It's a picture of Pam, and I always get... I have beef with the fact that we're all supposed to think that Pam's art is like amazing and it's like Nar. a doodle. But anyway, the description says you are the most trustworthy and dedicated friend. People mm. turn to you when they need advice or a chance to rant about their problems. You never judge anyone and always strive to show your friends the utmost love and support. You are patient, considerate and warm. You are truly amazing. I, I do be patient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I haven't I haven't done one in a while, but I remember my middle school best friends being really into BuzzFeed and Tumblr and like all kinds of this like personality shit. Yeah, we needed to figure out who we were. Mm hmm. How do you make space for friendship in your life, Ash? Like, does it, I ask because I wonder if it requires extra work as a partnered person. And mostly I want to know, like, if you tell Jesus my secrets. <laughs> well, like we talked about in the quiz, I feel mm, not like a deposit box, but I do have that personality that says, let me rest here with me for a little and tell me your secrets, baby. Here's some candy from my purse. Um, but I don't think I tell him I think you usually come over here and snitch on yourself before I even get the chance to really like explain what's going on with you you're like listen everybody we got a group think the problem I yeah <laughs> I, I asked it as a joke mostly because I have a very very loose sense of what is a secret welcome to our podcast <laughs> I don't know if it requires any extra labor than what I'm willing to give on my part because my partner is giving like I said like he'll agree to be here for the group think um even within this present moment, for one thing, he's willing to listen to this on loops just to be able to edit it. And this is not the first time it's been recorded. So he's got to be down <laughs> to listen to every version and give us constructive criticism and be loving with us as both friends and coworkers. But he also understands, or I expect him to, that he doesn't necessarily come first or second to my friendships, which is to say that I don't make my relationships hierarchical and I don't think he holds that against me I just think that it means that he is my family just as much as y'all are mm -hmm. um, one of the benefits of being long distance for such a long time is that we have a foundation of friendship to keep us going to stay invested in each other's lives and without that like foundation well for one thing like y'all were old friends so it was already kind of like a given that the way that we interact with each other is based on equal friendship all around yeah but he was so quickly a good friend to me in the beginning that there was a really easy slide into this like five years deep relationship that I'm now in and it also means that you are patient with him because you've kind of seen him grow up um and he's seen me grow up as well yeah so he of all people gets how deeply and seriously I take but also you take friendship and if we were to, if, if specifically me and Jay were to not work out, God forbid, um, it wouldn't, 
I don't know. That's like, that's still my best friend. I don't think I would cut him out of my heart, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I don't think the, the phrase like workout doesn't, it doesn't make sense in this equation um because if that's the homie you kiss and like <laughs> the, the friendship is like withstanding mm-hmm. um and it's foundational to the love um which is really nice because i mean friendship at the end of the day is just mutual, like mutual admiration and respect you know mm-hmm. he encourages me to be transparent about the things that i expect my friends to like pull out of me like to really help me shine in Mm-hmm. Like things that I struggle to tie to myself. So like my trauma, my disabilities, my queerness and my neurodivergent shit that I got going on. Like he helps me remember that it's on me to remember that my friends love me for the same reasons mm-hmm. and to stay accountable to my friendships and relationships outside of him, which is really cool because I wasn't expecting that to be like a mm, an indicator of somebody who was willing to be there for you is somebody who is willing to make sure that you're network or that your safety net is like tight and insecure yeah it's nice it's nice to have a friendship and a knowing of him outside of you and also to get to share in those moments with you guys together like it feels um really restorative i think in healing to to ideas that i had about like romance that went to a lot through a lot of like iterations um and i say that without expecting anything from you guys or like setting setting like my hopes on you guys necessarily um just that i get to appreciate what i do see and I found that my investment into friendships for me also means that I'm more attracted to people that have the same, like, respect and love for deep platonic relationships. Um, probably because if I get to see them in that way, then I then I trust that they have a sense of, like, loyalty and communication and investment. Um, and I always think, too, that, that the people that I've dated in the past have had an understanding in that you and I, as in you, Ashley and me, are also dating. Um, and I don't know if it could work out if they didn't if they didn't see that, you know? Um, or didn't um, have an investment in it the way that you're describing Jesus has an investment in your networks. Um, I didn't expect that kind of respect from your partners either. Not because that they were, like, bad people, just because I didn't know that that was something as a best friend that one is, like, entitled to. yeah. Yeah, I think also, like, it's funny to think about now, um, and I won't go into a huge tangent about it, but, like, all the moments that we hung out with, like, my high school boyfriend, that he would fully be the third wheel because we'd be, like, <laughs> cracking jokes. And, like, like if I saw this tweet today that was, like, being the third wheel to two female best friends is much worse than being the third wheel <laughs> to a couple. <laughs> much worse. Um, and I thought that was hilarious. But uh, he was still down, though. He would let us like yeah. sing Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers off key and he wouldn't be <laughs> mad about it. And drive I, us where we needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> Just because you are a bad guy does not mean that you are a bad guy. Um, anyway, so uh, all this to say that I, I love getting to see you guys uh, flourish and then also to get to be a part of it because I think people need to see all kinds of models of love. Um, like I think about what my life could be like if I could like meet my dad's bestie um, or see like more of the relationship that my sisters have with their teachers or even like the relationship that people have with their pets. Like I think of Jason and Chester and how deep the love goes there. And I think a world that values that sort of like 
love um, or like equalizes all relationships with the same fascination that it has with like the romantic and sexual relationships would be a world in which romantic lives are, are just healthier and better because all the individuals within the different dynamics um, would have a white support system and they would probably have a better sense of themselves because they're existing in all these different relationships and, and they would have one with a relationship with their with their own body and their own mind. Anyway, I can be real mature and say some really crazy things for someone that's a toxica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're a toxica. I know. I aspire Aww. to be. Aww. I just want the. I just want the bumper sticker. You want the merch. I want the merch. It's cute. I I agree wholeheartedly with your worldview on friendships, and that's why we're besties. Yeah. But I also, I think of the ways that there there are like really tangible structures to the things that you're saying that would allow us to live better lives like what if you were allowed to get married to your best friend and your your actual partner yeah. and it wouldn't be called marriage like it would be uh, just like protections and things um but i see the ways that even like the practice of our friendship in real time is making space for me it's like literally I think of Peridot being carved out of the rock out of the, or not Peridot, <laughs> Amethyst being Amethyst. carved out of the kindergarten mm -hmm. and thinking about how like my friendship with you has basically chipped into the ways that I've become like a person with a certain kind of work ethic, a certain kind of friendship and moral compass, a mm -hmm. certain kind of like, this is how I treat my enemies. <laughs> so I feel like our relationship with each other has a very like visible imprint on the people that we're becoming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. And it makes me excited for what's to come. Cause what do you think is going to come? I don't know. Like, so when I think of us now, it makes a lot of sense to me that we've gone through a lot of the like same developmental turns together. Um, and I like that we've kind of seen not necessarily eye to eye, but that we have been aligned in so many of them. And I think in college, certainly and still now, like we're dreamers, like we can see, with a really hopeful eye towards the future. Um, and I'm I'm curious to know if, like, that'll ever transition into something different when we're adults with, like, hopefully you're probably means to make these dreams. And, you know, I saw a tweet that was like, why would you choose to live with your coworkers? Isn't that just like a subcult of capitalism, um, yeah. <laughs> like the TikTok house? And I was like, true, but also, like, fuck that. Like, if I want to live on a commune with all my faves, I should yeah. be able to. And it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard to be like, I'm going to get Paula a goat tomorrow. Yeah. And <laughs> because I'd, I believe that you deserve it. <laughs> I would. And if you wanted me to have your baby and I felt more safer about my reproductive health, <laughs> I would. Um, and those are the kinds of things that, like... I can't even like wrap my head around right now because our moms had us when we were the age that we are right now. Yeah. So, and, and, it, and it keeps coming up like through the episodes that we've already recorded that like we are really excited to see, I guess kind of how we can charge into the future being fierceful and, and determined to include each other in each other's lives, mm -hmm. regardless of like the pressure that the external world applies or that um, the external world kind of like purposely doesn't want to see like brown girl partnerships flourish and thrive. Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm really excited about the prospect of us already kind of having a baby together in this pod. Um, but I guess beyond that, like, I want you to know that there doesn't have to be a central piece to our friendship. Yeah. Whether we make the children's book or not, like, we're still going to be here. Yeah. 
We will. Was it really even an episode if we're just talking about the same old friendship? <laughs> yes. Are y'all going to enjoy it? Also, yes. So I hope you did. And I hope you stay tuned for more episodes to come. We are almost done with our first season of Local Fruit. And has it been extremely exhausting? Yes. But it's also been one of the things that has brought me and Paola closer to the fulfillment that we know that we've been looking and waiting for through the many years that we've already spent together. And like we said, we can't wait to see what happens next. So we hope that you are willing to, too. Yeah, tag along with us for the ride. And if you could, please rate our show five stars. Share it with your bestie so that we can reach more ears. We have some goodies coming your way, so follow at localfruit.pod on Instagram for all the latest on stickers, totes, and postcards. All the support that you give us helps me get one step closer to quitting my job. We love you. See, I'm